0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast.
1: Oh, he loves the fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar
0: Adori on Pulse95. Nice throw! Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in today on the Halftime Show on Pulse95. We're almost at 200. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. And we have to thank you guys for being... You know, incredible for supporting, for loving, for sharing, for liking, and also for listening to us here on Pulse 95 Radio. Happy birthday to Mikey, happy birthday to Maria, and happy birthday to everyone who's born today. What a great day it is today, and I ha- I will reward you with a great show because I have someone who we normally call them boss, we call them gaffer, we call them manager. And right now, Avram Grant is actually on his way up to be in the studio with me. For those that don't know, he used to coach in the Premier League, he used to coach in the World Cup for Ghana and he's going to be here today on the Halftime Show with me. We're going to be going through a couple of things in terms of management, coaching in the Premier League and also how close he was to reaching the World Cup Final. All this and more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. on Pulse 95. 95. Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in today, wherever you are tuned in around the world, whether it's Pulse 95, 95FM, 95 YouTube, Pulse 95 Radio, or even if you're following us on Instagram live at Omar Duri, Thank you very much for connecting with us. We have Avram Grant today on the show. Now for those who don't know about Avram Grant, Grant moved to England in 2006 becoming Technical Director at Portsmouth before being appointed as Director of Football at Chelsea in 2007. Two months later in September 2007, following the departure of someone you might know as Jose Mourinho, Grant was appointed as Chelsea Manager and despite his, uh, you know, all his wealth and all his knowledge in the game. He's, he's been around, he's done a lot of things. He's reached the Champions League final, he's, he's the, um, the League Cup final, he's also almost reached the World Cup final as well. So, I'm going to be picking his brain on that today, which is going to be very interesting. Because, see, with all these different people, you've got, you know, personality stories, experiences that sometimes we don't get to hear about. And Avram Grant is someone for sure that is very, very much admired. I also know him a little bit because um, I used to be one of his coaches as well. So I'm going to call him the gaffer, which in the UK means the manager or the boss. Um, So he's going to be here in the studio today, which is going to be fantastic. But also the fact that, you know... With all these things, sometimes with all the incredible stuff you do, some people forget very, very quickly. So getting his insight on what he's doing nowadays, what's the difference between a director of football in today's market and also what's going on uh, in in the world of football? I'd love to pick his brain on that. So we're going to have a look at that right after the break. He's going to be in the studio coming in on the Halftime Show. So stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Adouri. 95. Oh, he loves the and
1: what it all? This is the halftime show with Omar
0: Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host coming everything sport, international, local. What an honor it is to have this guest in, uh, in the studio today. It's the first ever Premier League manager, World Cup manager to be here, and someone that's quite dear to me as well because I used to be one of his coaches and someone that I look up to very much in the world of football. So, um, Abram, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much.
1: It's my pleasure. My pleasure to be here with you and with everybody here.
0: Um, boss... There's, you've lost a lot of weight firstly, you look well
1: uh, I've become vegan, you I know, since the corona started I decided to, to try it and it's going not so bad And how long has that been? Half a year since the corona started oh, wow, okay You can start my vegan times uh, according to the corona time
0: Yes, okay, <laughs> and it looks good, you, you look healthy
1: yeah, I feel healthy. I always feel healthy, but uh, it's okay. Excellent. It's a nice try, you know. I like to try many things, as you know. Yes. Let's try
0: it and see. Awesome. Now, I want to pick your brain because I know you're a busy man. Yeah. You've, uh, you've been extremely successful. You've coached in the Premier League, you've coached in the World Cup. There's so many things that I'm dying to, to pick your brain on. What was it like coaching in the Premier League? No,
1: I came from a small country, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the same, I think, uh, like this country. And uh, when I came in the beginning, I was the director of football in uh, Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. It was very good. It was not a big surprise because uh, since I was a child and I started to be coach when I was 18, I was many times around the world and especially in England, like three, four times, watch trainings of the biggest coaches in the world mm-hmm. and in England and look about the culture. So it was not a big, uh, you know, different for me, the difference that I work at uh, uh, the, before I was watching now I was part of it so I just started as director of football in Portsmouth it was a great year yeah. because it was a ninth place which for Portsmouth was very good with Harry Rednap as the manager mm. <clears throat> and the year after Abramovich called me to be the director of football with Mourinho yes. and then Mourinho left in September the team was not in a good uh, situation by points football yeah. and everything and he asked me to,
0: you know, to, to put the team on the right way. Yeah, and you absolutely did put the team in the right way. Yeah. And one thing I need to ask you, with those two people you've mentioned now already, Harry Redknapp and Jose Mourinho in terms of styles how was it working with both them stylistically? Oh it's completely
1: different Harry is uh, like a man in man management he you knows a lot about football and when he doesn't know he is very curious and he's asking and he's, uh, he wants to know uh, areas that he's not familiar with because he was raised in England which the culture is great but in those times the football in Spain and other places was more advanced than uh, the English football mm. by the methodical side I mean and he was very curious and uh, he's a great manager to deal with the player to pick the right players how to play he likes very much to play football I think he's the first manager that they like to play on the ground passing the ball mm. And when uh, in West Ham when uh, you know in those times England played with a long ball Jose is completely different he came from uh, Portugal he was very successful there took the Champions he's a very methodical person uh, everything with him is very organized he likes to run the training mm-hmm. which Harry uh, don't like. like Harry is like Alex Ferguson mm, the, the their staff is running the training so it was, a totally different person. But most of them are, was very enjoyable to work with them.
0: Is is um, is Jose Mourinho very similar to what he portrays in the media as he is behind the scenes? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the media, li- he likes to attack everybody. But right. uh, behind the scene, when I was a director, he was it was a very nice person. He's a very nice person to deal with. Yeah. Very nice to speak with him, even though his subjects that he didn't like on the and te- on the table, he was dealing with that and with a lot of common sense and everything. But. When the median coming and when the pressure is coming which is a football he's, uh, become becoming one hand full of life
0: and the other hand is <laughs> yeah yeah he's Jose. And, and but he's a good coach he's a, he's a nice person. And let's talk about you now when it came down to you taking over from Chelsea from Jose Mourinho the pressure must have been high and you actually picked up the team from where it was to take them to you know the, the final as well how was the, How were the group of players at the time because there there was a lot of question about the, the character of the players which you managed to get a tune out of how were the players to work with at that time?
1: Oh, well, in the beginning, it was like... Uh, every Every business that a new person is coming is in a question mark, and mm. people ask them, especially when you come as a boss, yes, and especially when you come from small countries, so in the beginning you know I can say that they are testing you, yes to see who they are but after I think two, three or three weeks, I spoke with the players, spoke individually with the players, with the top players, mm. and they are a very nice person and uh, after three weeks, we was on the same page, and it was good for me it 's good for the team, and it 's good for them because if you look back. All the big players that was in this time, Balak, JT, Carvalho, Peter Cech, uh, uh, Lampa, Drogba, whoever you, you, you want, Makalele, mm. there was maybe one of the best season, if not even by person, the best season, which if I may say, not to be arrogant, uh, one thing that I'm very proud of, that each team that they came, the players finish better in a better situation than I uh, received them even yeah. in Western when we didn't have a, a good season Scott Parker was the player of the year which is unusual so uh, you know it's you need to convince the player that there's the right way big players like to win mm-hmm. and we didn't lose even one game. We, were, we, were, we lost only one game in the season since I was in charge. Mm-hmm. Because the first game I was not even the coach against Man United against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. We came the same points like uh, United when we, we won against them. The great one, uh, United, yeah, which Ferguson said the best team ever. Mm-hmm. And we came to the Champions League final against them after we beat Liverpool and other teams before Valencia and others.
0: And unfortunately, you know what's happened. Yeah, yeah. I, just the players you've mentioned already now, whether it's in that era or this era, the the Valaks, the Lampards, the JTs, the Drogbas, the Peter Cechs, Having leaders like that that now we, we discover because they've turned into coaches did you always have a feeling they would be uh, en- ending up in coaching or management?
1: I have no doubt that they can do it because they had, in one hand they had a big ego but ego is not ego can be our worst enemy you know my project that I'm doing about the mental side of the football and take it to other areas around the world so ego is not so bad, but ego is our worst enemy. So you need to convince them that to be ego, to be with confidence is good. Mm-hmm. But to take it to the wrong way, it's wrong for them, it's wrong for the team. And I think we did a good job about this. But know that when you have this personality, you can be also a good coach. It's not the same because when you know something, it's not easy to deliver it to other people and yeah. convince them it is the right way. But no doubt that these top players can be top coaches also. Frank is doing very well now. Um, I thought that Bala can be a great coach or, or director, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT for sure and Shevchenko now is the coach of Ukraine. He's he doing a great job. And Didier also can be... Uh, and also the player that did, you didn't hear about them, like uh, Maluda and others. Mm-hmm. And all of them are involved now in, uh, in maybe in Chelsea now uh, like Michelele and the US team or others. Mm-hmm they can share their experience and they have a great experience you know there was a lot of coaches no doubt that they can be good coaches
0: one of my favorites that you just mentioned is Makaleli what was he like? oh he's he's an unbelievable person unbelievable player
1: and I can tell you if we go to the football side, yes, we play in Chelsea 4-3-3, three, three. Mm-hmm. and I changed the team because before I came, they play with two defensive midfield and one offensive 4 three. Yeah, and we play, I, when I started, we played with uh, Makalele as a defensive and Balak and Lampard. they like to go forward. Yes, because and I like them to go forward because they know what to do in the uh, and and uh, on the uh, on the box and three attackers of course. Yes, and two. To uh, a fullback like uh, Michael Essien and uh, and they uh, actually called it attacking like crazy. Wow! This. You couldn't do it if there was not Mcalele because football is a balance. Yes. If you don't have the right balance, you will lose games. Yes. If you have the right, if you need a balance between defense to offense, so I could do that. I could play like so attacking football and we scored a lot of goals only because we had Mcalele. Right. Because he gave us the balance. He's clever, you order know, to be in the right place, you yes. know. And if you remember, I don't know if people remember we. Beat uh, Liverpool in the semi-final, which Chelsea lost in the same semi-final two times to them. Yeah. And he murdered Gerard. Gerard didn't touch the ball. That's amazing. Oh God, he's he's very he's fantastic player, fantastic. Amazing.
0: And he did the balance for us. Amazing. Well, there you have it, folks. We're going to get back. Uh, I, I can talk to the boss all day, but what we're going to do? We're going to take a little break and get back to you We're going to talk about the World Cup next. So stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse ninety-five. This is the halftime show with Omar al on Pulse oh, oh, 95. 95. Oh, he left the fire that... What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse 95. Nice strike! salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. What a show we've had for you so far. Um, I can't believe that we've got through already a couple of segments on the show. My guest, the boss, the gaffer, the manager himself, Avram Grant, is in the building. So I hope you guys are enjoying that as much as I am. I could ask him questions all day regarding what he's been through. But also one of the important things that we've kind of covered is all the amazing personalities that he's worked with in terms of man management. And we spoke about ego as well. Um, Avram, one thing I can't let you go without asking you is about the World Cup experience now that was that was incredible to, to reach the stages you are and very unfortunate not to make it you know further than that tell me more about that
1: no we wasn't with Ghana we wasn't a qualification to the World Cup yes. you mean that and uh, uh, we played against Egypt with mm-hmm. Egypt with Salah and others and uh, <laughs> Safe was in the game by the way Yeah. Uh, it was a great experience to do it with Ghana we played fantastic game it was one of my strange game ever because we played there we they didn't even pass the half of the midfield uh, half of the uh, pitch and then there was one attack in the last uh, minute of the first half and they score a penalty that I don't think it was a penalty, but mm-hmm. it was penalty, and we lost, and it was. Uh it was great to play there, but uh, it's a game that we deserve to win. But you know, in football, there is no
0: deserve. Who put the ball in the net? That's what's important. Absolutely. Now, when it comes down to the game, one of the most important things is the mental side of the game. You've been involved in the product recently regarding that. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yes, the product, they call him uh, Win Your Mind. Why I call him Win Your Mind? Because I think the best, the the, the, the most important thing is the thing that happens in your head. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think that the target is the head. I I think the target is the is the heart mm-hmm. because in the heart we have the emotions. You see it in football more than any other business. People are happy, people are not happy, people exciting. You cannot see more excitement as you know it. You are in the football then you win something. You know you cannot compare to anything. But the tools to this heart to be happy is with the mind. And in the mind there is a lot of things. There is our quality, our problems, uh, how do you say, our talents and everything. So. We need to win our mind. So to win your mind, it means that you will need to be strong mentally, which everybody knows that. But how to be strong mentally, this is the point. How we deal with the pressure, how to take the best from ourselves. Because everybody saw the, the, the last dance of Michael Jordan. Yes. What does it mean? It means that Michael Jordan did everything to maximize his potential. So everybody has a different potential. Mm-hmm. One is have the potential of Michael Jordan. But even Michael Jordan was third in the draft. Mm. It's made that they saw that there is two players better than him. Yeah so why become first you know why because they didn't measure what's happening in the head and in the in the heart mm-hmm. in the heart we can influence for the moment because it's it's reactions but in the mind we can influence we can make our our mind more strong we can take the garbage that you have in your head and take it out mm-hmm. and we can deal with the pressure and deal with the pressure is the most important thing because pressure everybody have in his life the pressure of money there is pressure of jobs there is pressure of but the pressure the highest pressure of level the, uh, the highest level of pressure is in the football because it's every game, the media in your head, everything in your head. People say, you need to deal with, the how we will deal with the pressure? How we will win the pressure? You don't need to deal with the pressure. You don't need to win the pressure. The pressure will be always there. Mm -hmm. And it's good that you have a pressure, because pressure is push you. So I just suggest to everybody, instead to instead the word deal with the pressure change it to direct the pressure direct Mm. the pressure to achieve more because if you don't have a pressure you will sit on the beach by the way there is a fantastic beaches here (laughs) you sit on the beach get the sun no worries nothing will happen But to deal with the pressure is not the right way. Direct the pressure, direct the pressure that will push you to achieve more, to achieve more, and also to recover from bad days, which each of us uh, have it.
0: Absolutely, and you've worked with a lot of players um, who have handled pressure differently. Are there any players that stand out to you in terms of the people that you've worked with?
1: Look, I, I worked with a lot of players and a few of them was very strong and a few of them was uh, weak. But what impressed me more, players that was average and they become strong. Mm. It means that they work half of it. It means that they won your mind, win your mind. It means that uh, they, they took the right information and become strong. This is what impressed me. Impressed me more, not people that you see them as they are. People that you see them now and they're improving. The most, you see it by the physical side, when you take a player after the break and after one month they are better. So yeah. why not to do it by the mental side? Mm. Why not take people that everybody say, you know, if you remember the old days, not even the old days, now I see players that came in, that's what I am, I cannot change it. It's not possible that you cannot change it. Mm. You can change the physical side, you can change the technical side, and you can change the mental side. I can give tools to people, ideas, not tools, that they make them more stronger. Like even the the simple idea not to give up, never give up, never give up. It's it's a it's a good tool because people forget that you need to be strong mentally when things are not going well. Mm. Sometimes I see the, the team that is winning, like Liverpool, Lassie, and they say we are strong mentally. Oh, when you are winning 20 points ahead of the other, you don't you are strong anyway. You need yeah. to be strong when things are not going well. Then you see the right character of the people.
0: And I, and I wanted to ask you with with the mental side of the game, when you spend time with your players, when you spend time with the people that you work with, how do you how do you help them get onto that 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 trend? that balance that straight line that you want them to achieve greatness
1: oh this we need few hours for this but I'll <laughs> try to do it in two minutes yeah. first we need to know two things that for me it's very important first nobody, uh, each one is different mm-hmm. there is 8 billion people in the world yep. that even not two are looking the same except twins. so in the head it's the same some, uh, some of them are strong, some of them are weak, some of them are weak that can be strong and some of them look like they are strong but each one is shaking them. Yeah. So I need to analyze the person and each one is different and each one of them are dealing with different. That's why I like uh, face-to-face to speak with the player to, to solve the problems or to make stronger what they are strong about to make it stronger. So it's different. It's different. There is some rules but it's different and one of the rules is uh, you need to know you know when we'll go out of the street mm-hmm. and we'll ask Ask the people, do you want to be successful? Do you want to have money? Do you want to have... Hey, tell me one that will tell you I don't want to be successful. Mm, Each one will tell you. So we go to this the rule that says everybody wants to win, but not everybody knows to be a winner. Mm-hmm. And to be a winner, you can learn it, because it's idea that make you more strong, more winner, more winner, more winner. And winner, you can see in the good times, when you want to win more, like Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and you see in the bad times. When you know how to recover, like, uh, I can tell you a lot of examples about this, that I saw a sport a athlete that was down and they become very good. I met Justin Gatling, by the way, mm-hmm. last year when I was in, uh, in the World, in Champions World Cup, we had the lunch, mm-hmm. and he told me about his bad days after the drugs, things after this, and he said to me, I said to him, what's happened? He said, someone gave me an idea I was down, mm-hmm. that this is the time to be strong, mm-hmm. and I beat Usain Bolt after this. Amazing. Because I came with a lot, because frustration is also energy. And you can direct it. So what I would say, you can direct the pressure, you can direct the, the frustration, and you can uh, make people more stronger. You have to do it. And this is what my project is doing, uh, dealing with. Excellent. I need to call it Win Your Mind.
0: Excellent. It's, it's super important. Now, not many people have, have seen the game the way you have from a point of view of a manager point of view, a coach point of view, and also a director of football. We look at Manchester United nowadays, and people are saying they are lacking a director of football. What does a director of football do?
1: Director of football is a new job that is very important in the modern football. I will tell you why. Because when I came to be director in Portsmouth, mm-hmm. I asked them, what do you want from me? I said, you want us to be between you to the coach. Mm-hmm. What's happened, if you'll be honest, the coaches are survivors now. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. afraid that you lose three four games and you're going home. Mm-hmm. So they take a decision sometimes that is for short term. Let's say they can sign a player that even they know that they don't do they don't need him, they will take him for three games, even they don't they don't need him more than more than three or four games mm-hmm. and you need to give them a contract of four years or something like this. Yeah. And then come the owners. The owners after a few games they don't trust the manager. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they started to shake him, you know, a little bit. So you need someone in between that understands football that will deal between the team decision. Team decision is the is the coach mm-hmm. responsibility against club decision. I will give you example. Mohamed mm-hmm. Salah he's a great player. Yes. Yes. The coach didn't want him in Chelsea, which is you can argue with this. Of course, now everybody say but but he was belonged to Chelsea mm. so the team decision was by the coach I don't want him the club decision needed to keep him to loan him yeah. and say okay the coach is coming the coach is going and that's why it come the director of football right. to deal between the club decision to team decision which is very crucial in these days because there is a lot of money and a lot of people involved in this
0: would you say that the director of football is closer to the owner than the manager
1: yeah excellent yeah very interesting look the manager if you want or not is on the on the pitch yes he is coaching yes. and I can tell you as a manager after you coach yeah you are dealing with the players what we spoke about the mental side and everybody yeah you speak with the player you speak with the staff the day is starting at seven o'clock in the morning speaking with the staff about the training with yes. the me- media guys with the medical department with everybody mm-hmm. then after the after the the, the the training there was a lot of issues to deal with this yes yes the director don't need to deal with it is between, mm-hmm. so is between this to the to the owner. It can be. By the way, if you are close to the owner or not is a matter of personality also. Mm. You know, if you are friendly and everything, everything can be, It depends on the owner, it depends on the coaches. It's a teamwork. Mm. They can be all of them together. Not a problem.
0: Interesting. Few and few nowadays. We hardly hear the, the term manager. We often hear the term head coach. Yeah. Um, far from the days of Alex Ferguson or oh, sorry, Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, where we used to have managers. Are, are there any current people that are fitting the role of manager for the clubs or is it too much responsibility for, for the coaches no it's become too much
1: responsibility because in, in the team today there is a lot of issues to deal with this. Mm. I had a lunch with uh, Arsene Wenger and we spoke about this mm-hmm. that you need coach for the coaches now because there is a staff there is, the staff is unbelievable you have if you see the staff that uh, they the, the picture the training 10, 10 people on the pitch 10 coaches 11 coaches 2 fitness coaches mm. you know uh, 2 goalkeeper coaches you know mm. So and it's good because it's make life more professional more of this yeah. because if you have a defense coach and all his role is to take care only about the defense mm. he will concentrate about this he will see video he will analyze the game like you know what is a fitness coach yes. it's, it, his job is to take care of the fitness coach it's not the job but the responsibilities of the coach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the head coach so, so I think the head coach is more fit than a manager head coach that he is the head of the coaches mm-hmm. and his job is to take uh, it's like a prime minister to take decisions Very is to take decisions and to take decisions based on the you know I always like to to discuss with my staff everybody you, you know that everybody mm-hmm. even when I was in Ghana what do you think what do you think I, I remember that uh, my uh, assistant the local guy was afraid to say because never, no, nobody asked Mm. And one day I ask you, what do you, uh, uh, what do you need, what do you think we need to do? He say I agree with you. I say how do you agree? I didn't say anything. (laughs) But slowly, slowly they know that uh, it's good because
0: nobody see everything. Mm. And that's also a a big credit to you because I remember when we were in Senegal for the Under 20 Mm -hmm. um, African Nations Cup, and you pulled me aside and asked me. What do you think of this player? It's almost like the fact that you're asking your coach, you trust them enough to yeah. see their opinion. Not all managers have that where they'll give you the freedom to be able to express. And that was a big credit to you. Yeah, because you was with them every day. You were yes. with
1: them, you slept with them, you did with them, you you, you you did the training. So your opinion was very important for me. I knew that the decision at the end of the day is the head coach. Yes. But you need to ask, like I ask always, I like to ask the goalkeeper coach. Sometimes mm. I didn't take. The, his recommendation mm. but I listen to it all the time and sometimes they gave me brilliant ideas
0: brilliant ideas before I let you go Avram now you've coached fantastic players we've mentioned some of them already if I asked you to put a team together with the players you coached who would you put in that team? Oh, I need to think about this <laughs> because, you know,
1: in my country, you know, now, uh, now Israel is very popular here, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was coaching fantastic players. One of them that I was not coaching, by the way, play in LA now. So, mm-hmm. it uh, uh, was for the national team. Fantastic players and few of them arrived to uh, to England. Yossi Benayun played in, yes. uh, in Liverpool, Chelsea, and, and Arsenal and, yeah. and, and other good players and then I came to England. Of course, I was coaching. Of course, when you are in a big team, the best players are coming. Yes, it, uh, money. it was great players. You know, the players that we mentioned before. I cannot choose between them. It's like you say to me: you have five sons, choose who is who is your favorite. <laughs> I don't have a favorite. And I remember that I was in uh, in uh, Portsmouth, which was a great season without management. Fantastic. I had the players like Dindan uh, uh, Kevin Prince Boateng, that gave everything. Finn and really fantastic, uh, fantastic players. So I was lucky to coach uh, good players. Few of them was better few of them uh, good but uh, I, you know I enjoy with, to be with them I enjoy to improve them I enjoy when I see that they improve and I enjoy to see them now when they become in different positions and take a lot of things from there I was uh, we, we were I don't mention uh, one of the greatest player in uh, in Chelsea we had lunch with my daughter and he said to my daughter everything about our meeting so our daughter said to him but you had a lot of coaches I say yeah yes, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you're you your, how do you say you're your Dad took my head, you know, to the different way. So it's good to see it, and uh, I was lucky. I was lucky to be in a job still in a job that I like and do
0: well for me and for other people. Oh, by the way, not just in England, across the world. Of course, of course. And and so, obviously, with the passion that you still have for football, the life that when you speak about football, is there anything we can be expecting to see you back in football soon?
1: You know where, where you have. Uh, I started to be a coach since I 18. You know, mm-hmm. I was in small country, then I was in England, then I was in different places in the world, and it was exciting. So now I wanted, I want. I, I like to be in football, and I'm doing consulting now in football in uh, many countries. Yes. Uh, and uh, you, you know, it's nice because yes. you share your experience with people that want to learn and everything but uh, yes i'm ready to coach i was ready all the time but when i come to my position i want a i want a challenging team i Absolutely. want a team I say in two directions or a team that can do well in football and uh, achieve something. Let's say even from country, other country in Europe that achieve something in Europe, or from Asia that can achieve something in Asia, mm. or a team that uh, like I was in uh, in Thailand and in India to improve the football there and uh, see how you can uh,
0: contribution to them. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, boss Gaffer, I'm so grateful that you came on the show. Oh, my pleasure. I Thank know you. I know you're super busy, and I know Safe also was was uh, telling me. How how busy you are! And I'm. I'm really grateful that you took the time. Safey is more busy than me. <laughs> <laughs> He's here in the background as well. Um, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on the show. It's been an absolute honor to uh, to host thank you on
1: you, the Roman. show. Thank you, thank you, and Good to see you again. It's great to see Keep you. People don't know, but you did a great job
0: in Ghana. Thank you so, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, and there you have it, folks. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday on the halftime show on Pulse ninety five Radio. Um, that was Avram Grant here, gracing our studios and giving us a lot of insight with a lot of things that will be so many segments being dissected from this actual interview so make sure you stay tuned for the youtube on pulse 95 radio as the show becomes um, visual on youtube and super mario and gabby will be putting that up very very soon that's me omar Alduri. I'm out sending you love and energy have a great day all the best peace this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m